Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays a means floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get a mean in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show hey listener underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry you can play pick them pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big you can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night that's right i didn't say 10 i didn't say 20 up to 100 times your money Pick between two and five players, build a pick them entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Pit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick them special must be 18 or older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concern with your play call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and I'm joined by my brother, my compadre, Nando Vila. What's going on? Not much, man. Doing all right? Doing all right? How are you doing? I'm fantastic, man. I'm still in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the city where it's always gritty. You know what I mean? Uh, How's that? You feeling good? Yeah, 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 I'm enjoying myself. I'm not going to lie. I do miss L.A. I won't lie. Like, I want to say last week for the first time, I been, had been going for L.A. for like three weeks. I was like, man, I kind of do miss being back in my element, so to speak. But I'm enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Taking the train. You know what I mean? All kinds of craziness. Yo, I'm walking over here. Yeah. All kinds of craziness. Eating pizza. Eating yeah. pizza. <laughs> eating pizza. Eating bulletproof Chinese um, for people that are like, what the hell is bulletproof Chinese? Like a lot of the Chinese food restaurants in New York, they serve you the food from behind a bulletproof glass wall, um, like window. Yeah. And they got to like turn the fucking thing to give you the food and take the money. But yeah, eating bulletproof Chinese, of course, some of the best Caribbean food on planet earth, you know, Jamaican food, Haitian food. Yeah. So just enjoying that, catching up with the fam, catching up with the homies. So I'm enjoying New York, man. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, on today's show, I just wanted to talk about our guy, our comrade, uh, Dr. Cornell West. He announced his candidacy for president, um, which I think is like pretty interesting because it's pretty fucking early, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, what I thought was cool about it was he's not doing some Reverend Al Sharpton grift. Or he's not even doing what I don't think Jesse Jackson in the move campaign was a grift. I think the, they was legitimately trying to do something at first anyway. Um, I don't think he's doing that either. Uh, he's doing a third party at first. He announced he was going to be uh, running with the People's Party. Uh, a lot. Of, it was quickly a lot of backlash. Just I guess the, the CEO of it is 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 kind of a janky dude. He's got all kinds of bad press and me too allegations and all of that but more importantly like they're on the ballot in three states they don't have an actual party apparatus and infrastructure and credit to dr west he quickly changed course he's like all right fuck these people let's mm, go let's, to the greens let's go to the greens so he will be running with the green party you guys will remember famously in 2016 jill stein <laughs> remember when she calls hillary clinton the election and <laughs> She was working with Vladimir Putin on that. <laughs> she was called up, hey, Vlad, <laughs> what do I do to stop this bitch? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we're just kidding about that part, um, guys. But, yeah, she, she, was one of the, she was one of the many things that got blamed on Hillary Rodham Clinton getting her clock cleaned by Donald Trump. Um, of course, before that, 
there was Ralph Nader, sort of, I would say the realest third party um, presidential run. Maybe Ross Perot was just as real, um, but Ralph Nader, uh, that would have been 2000? 2000. 2000, yeah. Um, he ran for uh, president in 2000. And what do you remember about Ralph Nader's run, Nando? Well, I remember very vividly because I was a huge Pearl Jam fan when I was a kid. Uh, okay. They were like my favorite thing. And uh, Eddie Vedder was a big Ralph Nader supporter, the singer of Pearl wow. Jam. And he he performed at Ralph Nader rallies. And that was like the early days of Napster. You know what I mean? Or not the oh early days. I guess it was just the days of Napster. where mm -hmm. And I was like, I would download uh, songs of like Eddie Vedder singing at Ralph Nader rallies and shit. Um, but um, So like the bootlegs, you know, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bootleg. It was Pearl um, Jam Ralph Nader bootleg that's right. performances. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Yeah. And um, you know, he uh he ran you know, Camp Ralph Nader is like kind of he's not a he's not like Bernie Sanders, who Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Like Bernie Sanders ascribes to the political theory of Karl Marx. <laughs> yes. The tradition of <laughs> yeah. socialism and you know, he, he has a very clear uh, ideal, ideological um, agenda that, you know, that he that he fights for. Uh, Ralph Nader is is not. He's he's a he's a strange kind of heterodox liberal consumer advocate. You know, he um, he comes to his positions from a kind of trying to be like a common sense you know, I'm just advocating for the consumer. So like what, the way he became famous was, is that in the, in the 1960s, um, back then there were no seatbelt laws, you know, mm. like the car company didn't even have to ha include seatbelts in wow. their cars. Um, they cost a little bit more money. Like, why would we include them? And back then, like, if you got in a car crash, you basically died because like you had no seatbelts, you just fly yeah. through the fucking windshield. So Ralph Nader single-handedly led a campaign to pass uh, seatbelt laws in 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 every state against like the total uh you know the car companies were totally united to destroy this fucking guy they tried <laughs> to like plant hookers on him and shit like and trap him and shit like there's all kinds of crazy stories about it but ralph later is such a fucking yeah we'd still be dying for seatbelts if it was me trying to yeah. do that <laughs> 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 oh man yeah so uh so yeah he he's the opposite he's like a total do-gooder and he like he was just like no thank you i'm okay you know like when a beautiful woman sauntered up to him at a, at a hotel lobby or whatever um and um so in in 2000 he decided to run because at the time it's hard to think about it now but Basically, at the time, especially certainly 1996 election and 2000 election, the overwhelming narrative was that there was very little difference between these two candidates. I mean, think about that for a second. You know, between like, George Bush and and Al Gore. Um, Al Gore. Yeah, that was the conventional wisdom that it was all that the that the sort of major issues were they were mostly in agreement. One of the big issues was that there was actually a budget surplus that year, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, and one of the big issues was, what are we going to do with this budget surplus? And there was the famous SNL uh, sketch making fun of Al Gore because he kept on saying he wanted to put it in a lockbox away for like a rainy day, like when we'll need it. You know, um, it's funny that the, the Democrat was trying to be more 
fiscally conservative yeah, than the, course. than the, but that's always the, the case thrift. that's always the case anyway <laughs> so the the point being that there was this feeling that the election didn't really matter who won which is weird to think about in hindsight because obviously 9/11 changed everything and you know yeah. we got the bush administration and the iraq war and all that stuff but so ralph nader ran to try to break that duopoly to try to just be like hey we can't have an election in which they're basically agreeing on everything and we're just arguing personality the famous question who would you rather have a beer with was like a, mm. a live issue in that election and so, Bush would always win you know what's so funny man about that is i would say every election since 2008 has been framed in corporate media as the most important election of our lives oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And in 2000, it was like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't. That, it was seen like, as like... It's, it's crazy to think that it's even possible to frame an election otherwise, right? But 2000 wasn't even that long ago. Uh, and it goes even beyond that. Like, it was almost considered... It was almost considered uncool to care about it. You mm. know, like, you were seen as kind of hysterical if you were like... Oh, are you, you going to vote? Because it's like, it's like you're, look at this fucking crazy fucking hysterical person now. <laughs> like you're an like, ideologue, like dis- essentially. Or just, just, or just like, you know, just like a, like a string, like an annoying kind of person, you know? Now, if you're like, no one would admit to being like, I actually don't give a shit who wins and I'm not going to vote. Like right. that's, no one Changed. would say that publicly, you know, that's completely. We become hyper political in an annoying yeah. way. Yeah, totally. Like everything is political now, like fucking, you know, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's the Little Mermaid or whatever. You know, the Joker um, movie, the Joaquin movie that people were convinced yeah. was like some kind of like Proud Boys yeah. loving anthem. And I'm watching. I'm like, well, this movie is like saying that the system, mm. like not having it's a Bernie social, Bro movie, social welfare, kind of turned this guy into a psycho. I don't think they're justifying his actions as much as they're trying to say that the system. Let this man fall through the cracks and it's a fucking shame. But yeah. whatever. Yeah, he was an incel in this. And I was just like, yo, y'all are kind of fucking stupid. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, and then so there's the question, uh, you know, obviously that election was famously decided by 537 in, votes. In your home shit. state of Florida, Florida the hanging chads. You know, uh, and then the Supreme Court just gave it to Bush. I mean, in just kind of a crazy, you know, in retrospect, very crazy thing. And then we got Iraq and we got all that shit. So there's this feeling that Ralph Nader, certainly amongst Democrats, there's this feeling that Ralph Nader gave the election to Bush. Obviously, that has the convenient um, effect of leaving out, like letting Al Gore off the hook. Al Gore, a guy who is a senator from Tennessee, he lost. Lost Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. You know? That and then happened. with third party with third party voters, you can't just like map them on a clean ideological line. You know, they're weirdos. Is what they are. <laughs> yes. And it's unclear whether like if they hadn't had the third party that vote. That they would have they... voted for one of the Democrats or Republicans. Exactly. The guy that you think in your head is closer to the thing. Like I'm telling you, Ralph Nader is not like Bernie Sanders. He attracted all kinds of weirdos across the ideological spectrum. You know, he was not a doctrinaire leftist. He was a little bit kind of like Ron. He wasn't like Ron Paul. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but it's the same but effect. His in which fan I, base was was like... Heterodox. Yeah. And like Ron Paul like attracts like kind of 
acid loving hippies who uh who like go to fish concerts and he also attracts like libertarian psychos who wear um you know suspenders i don't you know what i mean like right. and it's not clear um it's not exactly you can you can't map them fully as like a republican kind of standard so so that's the other thing i would say about ralph nader is that you know, obviously, it, it, the Democrats love to push that line that had he not run, all of those votes, votes would have gone to Gore and then he would have won. It's just un, impossible to prove that that's the case. Again, those 538 people, would 538 more people have voted? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they would have voted for the other guy. I mean, it's, un, it's unclear. Um, Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a weird, it's a weird time to look back on. Um, I highly recommend everyone watch the Billy Corbin documentary. Yeah, I think it's called 537 absolutely. Votes or something about the about the election, about what happened in Florida. It's absolutely uh, incredible. Um, just, wild. Just to compare it to our times now, like you said, Nando, the, the framing of an election as something that didn't matter either way uh, is just impossible to fathom, you know, at this point. Like, it's just people have gotten so psyched. It's so funny, man, because... My buddy Ethan kind of pointed it out. He was like, Barry turned conservatives like into complete and utter psychopaths and their politics turned insane. You know, there's this idea that Barack Obama turned conservative. Like he just, they just, it just broke their brain that this guy could win and then win twice. And their politics, especially on the furthest edges of, um, you know, right-wingism, uh, just became completely deranged because of it. And I think the exact same thing could be said about the libs. Like, Donald Trump just fucking broke their brains and just made shit insane. And I think um, Cornell West enters in, like, I've watched a few of his interviews because he's doing a shit ton of press to trying to get the word out. Um, and obviously, he is one of the greatest speakers, rappers, 
of all time. It's it like yeah. it's not even a, a question to me. Like if you hear to hear this man speak is to be absolutely wrapped in, you know, his messaging. And he's just basically saying he's not saying, oh, I don't see anybody filling the Bernie lane. But he's just saying, like, nobody's talking about the insane militarism of our culture. Nobody's talking about how poor and working people are struggling. Nobody's talking about, you know, um, the issues, just how insane um, and and greedy uh, the corporate classes, particularly in Wall Street. And, you know, Cornell West shouts to him. He's shouting out Silicon Valley. He's, he's going nuts, right? Um, and I think that's great, to be quite honest, because the truth of the matter is, like, no Democrat is going to say anything about Israel and Palestine. Like, they just browbeat the shit out of RFK, and this is a dude who is willing to be anti-vax. And he, he came out and admitted that the Palestinians were humans who deserve dignity and some level of, you know, treated with some level of humanity. And he got beaten the fuck back by the Washington establishment um, in foreign policy. Right. And, you know, the same thing would happen to Marianne Williamson if she was a quote unquote Democrat. And so I think it's interesting that Cornell is doing this. And I and I just want to see how far he could take it and how much rabble rousing he can do. Ultimately, the powers that be would never actually let him get on a stage with Joe Biden for real. Um, I wonder if he could get an audience with Trump. <laughs> um, but oh. yeah, but but I think it's just awesome that he's even doing this at all, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 in general, agree that him running is is a good thing. I just wish he would have run. I wish he would have done like Bernie and like Jesse Jackson and run as Democrat. I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't. Um, it would have caused a lot more of a stir, which is the whole fucking point. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, if you look at the history of third parties in in America, their their track record is pretty clear, and it's been one of Abject, abject failure, failure. And that, yeah um and you know i i i i wonder if he ran as a democrat if he would be able to recreate some of that bernie magic i mean when bernie ran as a democrat the first time when he walked out on that fucking under that tree outside the senate building um he's like listen ladies and gentlemen i am running for president thank you very much and then he <laughs> Everyone was like, look at this fucking guy. And, but then, like, <laughs> what a his... joke. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, a week later, he has a rally in somewhere, and like 50,000 people show up, and you're like, wait a minute. You know, I, I wonder if, if that, it, it just feels like the third party thing has a hard ceiling these days. Mm. You know, that it just, it's not like it used to be. The, the, the openings are much lower. Um, you know, you're just always going to be seen as a sideshow freak. No one's going to really take you seriously. Um, whereas Jesse Jackson and Bernie Sanders, even though they lost, they got close. I mean, they yeah. got close, you know, and, and that would have even, a you know, had they even won the nomination, it would have been just absolutely historic. And they were able to rally millions of people and win several States and, and get people behind them. I just wonder if you can't do that as a third party. I mean, it's, it hasn't happened in, since Ross Perot. Although he was self-funding his campaign, very important little data point there. Yeah, um, so he didn't need he's rich as hell and he was funding it himself. So, you know, he was able to have a head start that allowed him to then garner that mass support, you know. Um, so that would be my only 
my only thing is like why i wonder why he decided not to run as a democrat i think i mean to to listen to his interviews because he was so close to bernie like they're literally bros um during bernie both of bernie's campaigns and because he got to see up close and personal the treachery of the corporate wing of the democratic party establishment i think that kind of just dissuaded him from even trying it's just like these motherfuckers are corrupt and they will use the most evil most twisted ways to quash your shit um so there's that but you know even people like nina turner right, but but, but like but has decided to work within the Democratic Party system, right? But um, let's look at that point they, that they'll use all the evil shit to quash them, which is true. You know, of course it's true. They don't even need to do anything to quash a third party candidate, right? They just need to. They don't even need to do shit. Yeah, the themselves. media will. The media will ignore. The media will you. do the work for them. Yeah, yeah. you'll you'll just get no no headway. Like there's there'll be no reason to include you on any town hall or whatever, like they could shut you out if they want to. Now, if you're a Democrat, they kind of got to deal with you. I think, you know, I think it's going to be, it'll be different because of Joe Biden's incumbency and they're already fucking closing ranks and just like, yeah, RFK, like <sighs> you could fuck around if you want to, but like <laughs> this shit ain't happening for you, Jack. So I but look how much attention he's getting. He's getting a lot of attention, but yeah, and he's actually rallying a decent amount of support. He's a fucking, he's the fucking like he's a fucking like he's like, the fact that he is getting imagine Cornell West, yeah, facts doing that. Like Cornell West is like you said is the, the greatest one of the greatest speakers to ever live. You yeah. know, RFK has a, a poor guy. He's got like a problem. He literally can't speak. You know, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, and he's anti-vax, and he's a fucking and he's weirdo. anti-vax. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but, and he's getting way more attention than uh, you would think. It's because he's running as a Democrat. Yeah. But he's okay. already in Brother. Congress too, right? Like, I think that part of it kind of helps. There's a certain patina of quote unquote seriousness involved in it i just wonder how much because the coolest thing about bernie is that hillary clinton had to sort of confront no, wait, with rfk even... rfk is not a congressman oh he's not a congressman no he's just a fucking guy why did i think he was a fucking congressman in massachusetts where did i get that idea from maybe no I just that's the other that... that's the other kennedy the fucking redheaded shithead joe kennedy the little guy, yeah, the young guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. that's why I got fucking confused. Yeah, but damn, yeah, yeah, so yeah, then, no. yeah, so then you're right. There's no reason why. <laughs> yeah, he's just a fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, fact. I mean, he's a Kennedy, I guess, but you know, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no. What the thing about Bernie's campaign, as I was saying, like on those debate stages, like he really pants Hillary Clinton. Like 50 million times on yeah. the merits of the issues of, you know, fight for 15 and all this other shit. Like he was killing her, you know, and, and by the way, these points have only become more salient. And I think they have even more of an audience now. You know, I was reading our guy, man, shouts to him, Zachary Carter in The New Yorker. 
And yeah. he was talking about, oh, I forget the fucking woman's name. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But essentially, she put out an article in The Guardian, like, in 2021, saying, like, you know, <laughs> instead of just doing the same old dumb shit that we always do to solve inflation, which is raise interest rates and, you know, artificially increase unemployment for no fucking reason to just punch lower class people in the face. Um, why don't we just put price caps on certain consumer goods? Why don't we just yeah. do that? These goods that have, you know, this sort of domino effect stuff like gas and you know computer chips or whatever the um, government could do that easily just put price caps we've done it just before. say gas costs this much sorry that's it that's it we'll figure out a way to offset what you are quote unquote losing um and we'll keep it pushing that way we're the government we can afford to pay for this shit uh why don't we do that we did it after world war ii during wartime you know, we should be doing this. And she got absolutely fucking smoked. Paul Krug Krugman, damn near, liberal-ass Paul Krugman, damn near called her the C-word behind this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was insane, the backlash. And now Germany's already implemented this. Um, other places like Japan, all of these other places just like, Bro, like the, the fucking accepted orthodoxy around the thinking around inflation and certain um, concepts in economics, like we don't have to follow that. Which, which what I'm saying is if these fucking pointy heads and actual people in power are more receptive to it, trust me, normal people who are feeling the actual effects of this shit every single day are going to be more receptive to this message. And to your point, I think it would be cool if Dr. West was able to do that shit um, on a sort of grander stage, you feel me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always support him, dude. He's the fucking best. Yeah, I would support his, him. His Joe Rogan, his Joe Rogan episode was magical. I was going to say that. Um, if you do anything, uh, between now and the weekend, I know folks will be celebrating Juneteenth, Nando. I don't know if you will be. Um, I don't know if you know it's Juneteenth weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's dude, a national holiday. I don't know what to tell you. You don't got work on Monday yeah. because of it. Yeah, no, um, I appreciate it. Thank you, you for all your sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> do yourself a favor, go watch Cornell West on the Joe Rogan experience, bro. I promise you. Like, I promise you, you will be moved. You will have the yeah. feelings stirring within you. Joe yeah. Rogan was absolutely rapt. He yeah. was like, yo, this guy is fucking brilliant. Like, you know, like the Any Given Sunday speech when Al Pacino gives the inches speech and everybody's just like, wow, I will yeah. fucking murder a guy. And we scratch speech. with our fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> That was Joe Rogan and Cornell West in that yeah. interview, man. Um, and so yeah, yeah and, and listen, shit. liberals hate Joe Rogan, and I get it. But you got to understand, Joe Rogan is like the median guy in America. Yes, you know. Yes, so like I know so many people who yes. think just like him. You know, yes. they're just like you know. Yes, like he's he's the median guy in America. If you can't talk to a guy like Joe Rogan and then you then can't you're talk to America. Yeah. It's that yeah. it, it's kind of that simple. Um it's just an excellent interview, bro. Um yeah. and so yeah, everybody go check that out. Um that is our show for today. Of course, again, wishing everybody a happy Juneteenth. 
Um, I'm not really, it's a weird holiday. We kind of just shoehorned it in because of the tragic death of George Floyd and the powers that be were like, I don't know, let's give him a fucking holiday. I don't fucking know. And so we have this federal holiday now. And trust me, nobody's nobody's happier about days off than me, okay? Um, And so happy Juneteenth, all all those who celebrate. Um, Become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dings. Shouts to my man, John Gervais. He's the best. Keeps the trains running on time. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.